0: A federal appeals court has struck down a Biden administration policy protecting gender affirming care under the Affordable Care Act's non discrimination regulations. A Montana law barring employers from mandating COVID 19 vaccines has been deemed unconstitutional in healthcare settings, and a new California law could bring more scrutiny to healthcare mergers and acquisitions. It's Tuesday, December 13th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health, business, and policy news in 10 minutes or less. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. The Federal Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals in St. Louis ruled on Friday that the Biden administration cannot force religious healthcare organizations that receive federal dollars to pay for or perform gender affirmation procedures if they have religious objections to them. In its unanimous ruling in the case Religious Sisters of Mercy v. Becerra, a three-judge panel agreed with a North Dakota federal judge who previously said that a current health and human services rule violates the religious beliefs of the plaintiffs, who are a coalition of Catholic health care providers. The judges said that there are other alternatives to provide gender affirmation care to transgender people, including government-sponsored health care or providing subsidies to cover the cost of care. This case is one of the latest legal fights over whether gender-affirming care is protected under the Affordable Care Act's non-discrimination rule. Gender identity and sexual orientation protections were originally enshrined into law under the Obama administration. However, they were stripped out of the ACA during President Trump's tenure. In July of this year, the Department of Health and Human Services sought to restore those protections and draft regulation with the goal of finalizing the rule in 2023. Attorneys, for the Biden administration had argued that the HHS rule interpreted the ban on sex discrimination as extending to gender identity, citing the Supreme Court's 2020 decision in the Bostock v. Clayton County case, which banned employers from firing employees for being gay or transgender. This is the second federal appeals court to rule against the Biden administration in regards to gender-affirming care. In August, the New Orleans-based Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals affirmed an order that would permanently block the government from requiring Christian medical groups from providing gender-affirming care to transgender individuals or perform abortions on the basis that it would violate their religious beliefs. A Montana law that bars employers from requiring workers to get the COVID-19 vaccine, making them reveal their vaccination status, or denying employment due to an individual's vaccination status is unconstitutional in healthcare settings, according to a recent ruling. At the center of the ruling is House Bill 702, which was passed by the majority Republican state legislature and later signed into law by Republican Governor Greg Gianforte in May 2021. The law was published as part of the Montana Human Rights Act, which prohibits discrimination on the basis of protected classes, including race, religion, or sex. HB 702 prohibited discrimination based on vaccination status. Plaintiffs in this case included health providers, Providence Health, Western Montana Clinic and Five Valleys Urology, and health care provider representative groups, the Montana Medical Association and the Montana Nurses Association. Four individual immunocompromised patients were also part of the suit. They sued Montana Attorney General Austin Knudsen and State Department of Labor Commissioner Lori Esau, arguing that the state law was preempted by the Federal Americans with Disabilities Act, as well as other federal laws. U.S. District Court Judge Donald Malloy sided with the plaintiffs, writing in a 41-page decision that the law, quote, "...creates untoward problems for healthcare providers of any description in trying to protect the environment where services to patients are rendered and to prevent the spread of diseases," end quote. Malloy previously blocked the law in March and wrote that his preliminary injunction only applied to healthcare facilities that receive federal reimbursements. A spokesperson for the Attorney General's office said that it was reviewing the ruling to determine next possible steps. Montana is also part of a coalition of 22 states that are calling for a repeal of a Biden administration rule mandating that healthcare workers get the COVID-19 vaccine. In a November letter, Attorneys General, led by Montana Attorney General Knudsen, argued that a mandate from CMS sidestepped the proper notice and comment requirements and was exacerbating a widespread labor shortage of healthcare workers. A newly established regulatory agency in California could impact how healthcare entities in the state engage in future mergers, acquisitions, and other transactions. The Office of Healthcare Affordability was established through the California Healthcare Quality and Affordability Act, which was signed into law in June. The OHCA is charged with reducing rising healthcare costs and promoting competition in the state's healthcare market. As part of the law, the office was also granted authority to look into potential anti competitive consolidation of healthcare groups. In the legislation, lawmakers singled out anti competitive practices as being one of the main drivers of rising healthcare costs in the state, noting that consolidation occurs in various forms, including horizontal, vertical, and cross industry mergers. Research has corroborated this stance, with studies finding that mergers typically result in higher prices and lower care for consumers. According to the National Law Review, California healthcare entities looking to be part of a proposed merger or acquisition will need to provide the OHCA written notice 90 days prior. At that point, if the office determines that the proposed deal could impact competition or healthcare affordability, it will conduct a cost and market impact review that will be published publicly. The office can also refer its findings to the state attorney general for further review of any anti competitive behavior that's found during the review process. Factors that will be considered as part of the review include changes in the healthcare entity's size and relative market share, the entity's prices for service, and any potential benefits for consumers as a result of the merger or acquisition. However, the publication notes that the specifics of the OHCA review and reporting process could change depending on future rulemaking. It also says it's difficult to determine how long the process will take until guidance is finalized. Other items that the OHCA is tasked with include collecting healthcare expenditure data broken down by service category, including prescription drug prices and the cost of hospital care, monitoring and addressing healthcare workforce stability in the state in an effort to reduce costs, and setting a statewide goal of adopting alternative payment models that move away from fee for service payment. These changes are slated to go into effect on April 1, 2024. This has been GIST Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the show. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at gisthealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly GIST. The GIST Healthcare Daily podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare.